The scripture for today's teaching is Genesis 3, 6 through 10. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of it its fruit, and she ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. This is the word of the Lord. All right. Big thank you to our musicians to uh, preparing our hearts for uh, a holy moment that you gave us, Christine. Thank you. Really beautiful. That's intercession, isn't it? Oh, my soul, be prepared for the coming of the stranger. Be prepared for him who knows how to ask questions. T.S. Eliot. Oh, my soul, be prepared for the coming of the stranger. Be prepared for him who knows how to ask questions. The great Francis Schaeffer said this. He said, if, he, if I had an hour with someone... I'd ask questions for 55 minutes. Uh, we're starting a new series, uh, and uh, nine questions that God asks us. And as it happens, there's nine weeks, because there's nine questions. Uh, and then, right following that series, so I, I've, I'm planning this all to Advent, all right, it's all gonna, it's all gonna fit together. Um, it is, right after that series, there is nine questions that we ask Jesus, right, straight from the scriptures. So I'm calling that one interrogating Jesus. I was gonna call it grilling Jesus, but then there were problems there. Um, the final cut was interrogating Jesus. Um, but we're doing this for a reason, is uh, Chris Millian and I are working on something for our kids in the fall uh, that is also attached to questions for little hearts. And so purposely, we are in a season of nine questions that God asks, nine questions that we ask Jesus, and as adults, um, what, what we're doing for our kids is gonna be tied in with our adults as well. So that's kind of the method behind the madness. All right, because God's word is eternal, um, the question that God has for Adam and Eve is a question for you and it's a question for me. Okay, here it is. Where are you? I want this question to follow you out into your car tonight. Where are you? I want it to ping around your head. I want, I want it to be at the back of your mind when you are scrolling on your phone. 
I want you to be haunted a little bit by the question, where are you? Right? When you feel a building anger this next week, when you feel that anxiety that just starts to swell, when, 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 when you have this vague dread or fear and you don't know what it's all certainly attached to, I want the, that question to be rolling around your head, where are you? Where are you? Now, um, this is gonna seem very obvious here, but we have to get this out here, um, is that the question is not so that God gains knowledge. All right? He, he doesn't need it. All right? He doesn't need it. He knows exactly where you are, and he knows exactly where I am. The question is for you. That's why he asked this question. Where are you? Um, last year, I went to Seattle for the first time. I was there to meet with some church planning guys and also uh, Lauren. I was on university tour there. And uh, so you know this is, um, we were in downtown Seattle and you know this is when you, nowadays you just have our phone. You're like, I can get anywhere. I don't need any, ma- I don't need the Thomas guides. I don't need, you know. But then you take it off of car mode and you're like, I need a walk somewhere. So you have this destination, it's on your phone. And the problem is, is when you come out of the garage, you're like, yeah, there are three gray routes here. I, like, I still don't know what to do until what happens. You gotta move something, like I've had to do that. I've had to move like 100 yards just to see where the arrow goes. And it has to be, and it has to be in reference to a second point. Like, like, I can know where I am. I am at the parking garage. I am in downtown Seattle. And yet, I can literally not know where I am unless I'm moving or there's a second reference point. Okay, this is the brilliance of the question that God asks Adam and Eve after they have, they've blown it. He says, where are you? Now, 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 check this out. Check out the brilliance of this. So Adam and Eve can literally say, well, I know I'm sort of afraid right now. What is the second reference point? They can say, I know for sure with God there was no fear. You see that? Like, like they can say, that question, where are you? They can say this, I am feeling actually isolated. I am feeling on the outer ring. I am feeling alone. I am feeling like I am sure there's interesting stuff happening in there somewhere, and I see people. I know that they're probably having a good time. I know it's joyful, and I know there's warmth, but I feel out here. <laughs> I probably will never do that again. You just need to enjoy that moment. But do you know what what they are saying in that second reference point? They're like, I know for sure that there is thriving community among the Godhead. I know that. I am feeling isolated, but I know over there there is thriving community. I know it. Where are you? Uh, I feel feel like things are dark and just like confused and and I'm in a hopeless spot and you know, you know that you have been in a place where there was light and there was hope. 
Do, do you see the brilliance of the question, where are you? you are, you're, you're saying this is the truth about where I am, but you're also saying there is a greater place that I know that is not that. Where are you? Like, I'm in a place, right? You can say, I, I feel like I, I know too much. I've seen too much. I know all the details of everything. And it's starting to, it just is pinging, 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 pinging. And I've got to make the right decision because there's so many variables. And I need to know all the things in order to make the decision to act. Like, you feel that? I've felt that before. And you know that there's a place, and God said it where he handles the knowledge of good and evil. And you, turmoiled heart, mind, and soul, you don't have to worry about the knowledge of good and evil. Where are you? So this is beautiful. This is the beginning of health. Where are you? It's the beginning of absolute grace. Where are you right now? See, the location is for you. It's a mirror. Where are you? It's asking us to admit the distance from another referent point. You can admit it. You can say it out loud. You can say, I am here, and I'd like to be there, but I'm not there. I'm here. Um, we were living in Mid-City, Pico and Fairfax, and it was really kind of cool, is um, for about a year, uh, I'd wake up my son at the time, this is, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Um, and and we'd, had those, <laughs> we'd had those kick scooters. So seeing six, seven on a kick scooter, that's another comedy thing we can think about later. But we'd get up at 5.30, and what's great about Mid-City and Wilshire and Beverly Hills is like from 5.30 to 7, there's nothing, like the, the commuter traffic doesn't come in until then. So, so for, for a year, like, at from five, we would go everywhere. We just, we would just like, it doesn't matter where we go. We can go anywhere we want, and we can see all these cool things and strange things and weird things and beautiful things. And we can get to a point where you're just like, it doesn't matter. You want to turn there? Turn there. You want to go there? Go there. And then you're like, well, I mean, I have my phone. I can look at my phone, but I wonder where I am. Where are we? Like, whoa, that was 40 minutes that melted away. We're like in a weird spot. And you know what you could do? Especially down uh, Fairfax. <laughs> this is a strange North Star, but you could see the Hollywood sign. <laughs> I, what is it that we, here at SGV? The foothills. You're like, you can be anywhere. You're like, okay, where's North? Just, but where's, right? The second reference point. This is, this is the kindness of God um, because you can say this. You can say, hey, 
especially in a Jesus community, it should be this. Yeah, you want to know what? I am in this community, but I feel very far from this community. You can say that. Where are you? Well, I feel very, very far from this community. You can say that. That's allowable. Um, you can say this, is I don't think anybody knows me. That is a location that has real GPS coordinates. You can say it. You can say that. It's the kindness of God to answer that question for yourself. Where am I right now? And it's okay to say it. You can say this, is I, I have very little hope. I have very little. You know what? No, I can say this. I am not enjoying the victorious life that is a location. It's a location. This is what you don't have to say. You know what? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. You know what? Things were tough and a little dicey back there, but you know what? I've gained some strength. I'm okay. I'm handling my biz. You don't have to say that. Like, imagine this. Imagine a, a Christian community where you could be honest about your location. Imagine it. Come on. Like, where are you? It, lets, it gives you yourself permission to say, hey, you know what? It's not just an, a flesh wound. It's not just a nick. It's not just a scrape. I have things going on in here, in here. I, I have things going on. And this is it is what God will not accept as an answer is pretense. He will not accept concealers. We can call them fig leaves. Uh, Anderson and I were watching a TV show and the dude in the TV show gets a really bad shiner. And then what does he do? He's, he finds some concealer in like a, a makeup drawer. I'm sure none of us have done this. And he just starts slathering it on the shiner, the black eye. <laughs> and afterwards, you're like, huh, that's probably worse. <laughs> it looked crazy. You're like, yeah, that, 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 we, oh, there's, then it looks like a disease. And look, come on, come on, come on, come on. I have done this. I know my escapes. I know my numbing agents. I know, I know this. There are times I've been, well, I'm just going to be stoic. I know what I'm, no, 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 I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up the next day and I will just plod. I will just plod. I will get through. I will get through. Or, I mean, there are all sorts of, escapes. It, it, it can be work. It can be a bottle. It can be, it, 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 relation, it can be whatever it is. So where are you is so beautifully simple. You can try to fake it like I have done. But all I have to ask you is, do you have hope, joy, peace? Like, it's a tool for you. And you can say, actually, no, 
I, feel, I don't feel secure. I feel very insecure. Like anything bad could just take down the whole machine. Where are you? Where are you? God's not asking you to give a fake review. He's not asking you to pretend with glowing Christianese. Um, there's a friend of mine who, who's, I gotta mask this. It's not here. Uh, he has a mother-in-law and, and she says, everything is wonderful. Uh, the kids are getting braces, wonderful. Uh, I've, I've, I've had the gout and, you know, wonderful, just wonderful. Everything is wonderful. You don't have to always migrate to wonderful. God is, this is it. In this question, and this is beautiful, God is not asking you to try harder at anything. He's not. You, you think he's might, maybe, maybe he's coming with a club, a punitive club, held behind his back, of course. Where are you? Come out, come out, wherever you are. Have I got a surprise for you? Like some twisted horror movie. He doesn't have a punitive club with where are you. He's not asking you to solve anything that you and I both know we haven't been able to solve on our own for the last 40 years. He's not asking you to solve anything. He's asking, where are you? Kind of southernized it a little bit. Where are you? I realize that that question, and now you're saying, you're like, that is intensely personal question. I know. But it cannot, cannot, cannot be avoided. Where are you? These are the questions that God asks. Beware of him who knows how to ask questions. So, where are you is a great personal locator. But I'm gonna give you some tools to see where your personal story is located on a much bigger map. So it's an intensely personal question. What's the GPS of your heart, mind, soul? And now let's put it on a big, bigger map. Here's one. All right, briefly, you've seen this slide before, but it's very, very important that we locate ourselves in the story of God where he has us. So creation is Eden. Did you know that none of you, none of you, none of you can get back to, into Eden? You can't create it in your new job, in your new relationship, in your new parenting style, in your new diet. You are not, 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 not getting back into Eden. None of us are getting back into Eden. So you can say, I know for sure I'm not in Eden. You can locate yourself in God's story. You say, I am not in Eden. I am not in Eden. I cannot get back into Eden. Okay? Brokenness. 
That's the fall and everything that happens. Guess what? You can locate yourself. You say, you know what? I am feeling that there is much brokenness in me, in systems, in the world. I, I, I get that. So you can, you can say, where am I? Now you can say, oh, redemption. Redemption is this, is, oh, I am seeing the cost of being put back on the road to healing. I am seeing that is my only hope. That's a place, right? Um, and then renewal. Renewal is this. It's a tricky one. It says, I am trusting Jesus' spirit that he is incrementally drawing me towards him, but there's a catch with renewal, right? We're participating in things that beat back the darkness, beat back the brokenness, but this is a, this is a you will never achieve that in this lifetime because that's what full restoration is. So this is, this is what, let me give you how I use this tool this morning. I woke up, this has nothing to do with anyone here, all right, like don't try to figure it out, it has nothing to do, but I woke up with a new problem in my inbox, okay? And immediately, I was thinking this. Immediately, I was thinking, wow, the decisions of this person are going to lead to ruin. And then immediately, I had a corresponding thought. I had a corresponding, this is just this morning. I had to use this. I had to use it for myself. I had a corresponding thought. And my ideas about what should happen are going to lead to flourishing life and awesomeness. Okay? I don't know if I needed a tiptoe. I'm, I'm pretty tall. All right. This is what was crazy about that. I was agitated. They are wrong. They need to do what I do. This is what I was thinking. I was thinking that their decisions would lead to ruin. I was not believing that Jesus is restoring all things up and people can't mess it up. But at the same time, my thoughts were crazy. Tim, you do not bring things to restoration by your awesome decisions and thoughts. Do you see what it did? It, the person it got them off scot-free, and it said, Tim, you're an idiot. But it didn't leave me there. It said what? Tim, there is a day when all things are being restored, and it's not by that person, and it ain't by you either. That's beautiful. That's a tool. Where are you in the story? And you can say, hey, I am in this time when there is brokenness, and I see flashes of renewal, but it will stop you from saying, hey, you know what? I hope this new job gets it all right. I hope this new girlfriend, boyfriend, I hope this, I hope, like, I have hopes. It's going to be perfect. Nope, 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 because you are there. See, see, that's how you locate yourself in the story. All right, here's another one. Um, if you're more visual, and the ladies have used this in their, in their um, gospel story, is that it's a, um, you have life right there. That's Eden, a, a sort of Eden. And then you have loss, that's brokenness and sin have entered in. And then there's love, the redemption of Christ gives new possibility and hope. And then just all out bizarre fruit that goes crazy at the end of days when he restores all things. All right, here's another one. You guys have seen this before. Um, I got this from Paul Miller, The Praying Life. And um, he calls it a J-curve. And all of us go through this in multiple categories, and we'll go through this hundreds of times in a lifetime, is this, is, um, well, you can do it with a relationship. Um, yeah, it, it, like, 
you can overlay and say, hey, that was Eden, this is death, this is resurrection. So I use this actually in counseling um, for marriages quite a bit. Why? Is when you got married, you were like, this is awesome, it's us against the world, we will find that magic track, that magic perfect singular track where we avoid all the mistakes of our parents and all of our peers, and our true love will rock it. Okay? Um, the next month, no, I'm kidding. It, it, it took you a while, probably. But there were, huh? I did not know that about him slash her. Huh. Red flags. Warning signs. And, and then it was full-blown when all of the responsibilities and all the anxieties and all the pressures started to mount, 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 mount. What happened? You're like, Whoa, you are not handling it, and I'm not handling it, and we just, we're not handling it, okay? And what it does is you have to come to a place where all of your, hey, you need to do this, this, and this, and I really need to try harder to do this, this, and this, where you're just, you're hopeless. And something needs to die. And in that death, you're saying, Jesus, show up. Because I got nothing. And then what happens when both of you are like that, what happens is something is built in trust in Jesus, and do you know what's built and knit together? Something new. But this is it, is you're never, ever recovering those first months you were together. You're not. You can't. You can never get back into Eden. So, then there's another different and old. But then what? New, and Melissa and I have experienced this. New life seasons, new trials, new situations. You're developed as a person or whatever. And then you're like, oh, this newness is great. And then what? What? Oh, all this other stuff. And you live through it over and over. But this is it, is that the tool is where are you? Where are you? You can say it. You could say to me afterwards, you'd be like, you know what? Um, I really appreciate that because I'm like in exciting mode right now. Well, when you're in exciting mode right now, you have to know the truth and say exciting mode is not going to carry you. But you could say this. Things are dying. I really don't have a lot of hope. Well, you can say that. That's a locator. That's a locator in God's story. Okay. This is what I want to end with. I told you you have to answer that question. I want you to be haunted by the question, where are you, where are you, where are you? But how can you answer that question? I'm telling you you should, but you're like, "Uh -uh. uh-uh, uh-uh. So how? When you answer that question, you're admitting that you are in a certain place, but the problem is, is you're in that place. So let's say you said this. Where are you? And you said, you know, actually, I feel pretty abandoned. And, and I feel pretty isolated. Let's say you answered it that way. Well, thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Yep, you can say that. 
we have an instance where God himself answers that question too. Where are you? Why have you deserted me? Why have you forsaken me? We have it. Where are you, Father? And where was the location of Jesus? Now, this is what I want you to get. Where was the location of Jesus when he is asking that question? <laughs> Precisely where you are. Longitude, you. Latitude, you. <laughs> we can answer that question, where are you? Because when we look right or left, Jesus is there. And it can't frighten you and it can't frighten to answer that question. I am here because Jesus is here. Where are you? Jesus is there. Jesus is there. Where are you? You must answer that for yourself and it will follow you. And T.S. Eliot knew it too. Because he finishes his refrain like this. But the man that is shall shadow the man that pretends to be. Let's pray into that. Jesus um, you have asked us a great soul question. By your spirit, would you let us answer that? To ourselves and in community? And always, always, always be there, please, Jesus as and when we answer. In Jesus' name, amen.